This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Morena no my kiti korero. Welcome to the catch up on Manawatu People's Radio. Tereo Irarangi Onatangata O Manawatu. It is Tuesday, the 7th of September. Uh, and of course, yesterday we heard the news uh, that uh, tomorrow we will be moving to alert level 2, although it's not the 2 that we knew from last time. This is a new Delta inspired level 2. Uh, all the information on covid19.govt.nz. Um, and of course, uh, Auckland, Tamaki Makura still in level four, but that will be addressed uh, next week as well. Uh, joining us on the catch-up this morning, uh, shortly we'll be speaking to Helen Warboys, Mayor of Manawatu District. Just a quick update on the numbers. Uh, yesterday uh, we recorded 24 new cases of COVID-19 uh, in New Zealand. Uh, that brings the total numbers to 729 active cases, 25 at the border and 704 in the community, but of course the daily uh, number, that 24, that seems to be coming down, so uh, we welcome Mayor Helen Warboys, and uh, I guess things are on the whole working, Helen. Uh, yeah, Morena Fraser, it's great to catch up with you. Yes, and really exciting. We're heading in the right direction, level two, but like you say, not quite like level two last time, but it'll be just so good. People are so looking forward to making connection face-to-face. Face to face, but with a with a mask in between. Uh, although that Absolutely. seems that seems to be coming a new becoming a, a new normal now. It's not quite as uh, peculiar or uncomfortable as it was the first time round. People really do seem to be adopting it. Oh, I think it's great. It's become a fashion item when you look at all the patterns and designs. I think it's awesome and puts my, um, you know, paper one to shame, but never mind. <laughs> well, the paper ones are quite good in one way. They don't muffle your voice as much as some of the, the, the homemade ones and the fabric ones. There, there, there is a merit to that. Okay, I'll, I'll keep that as my excuse. <laughs> yes. Now, well, as someone with an accent uh, that uh, I, some people struggle to un- understand me at the best of times, uh, the face mask <laughs> is, is not really much of a help. Um, now, Manawatu District Council, uh, this time round during lockdown and into level three, uh, have been providing uh, a few welfare uh, assistance uh, things that uh, carried over from the last lockdown, particularly for our most vulnerable in the form of prescription deliveries. How's that been going? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely brilliant for both parties. Our pool and our library staff volunteered to deliver prescriptions from the health centre so that people didn't um, go into into risk of going into the health centre themselves. Uh, But, you know, this has been twofold. Our staff have really enjoyed learning a bit more about the district because they've been going from Rangawahia to Himatangi Beach Uh, learning where all the streets are, but more importantly, a face, somebody knocking on the door and saying, here's your prescription, and by the way, how are you? You know, that is just invaluable, and the feedback we've had has been fantastic. So to date, um, I've been told we've done over 2,000 prescription deliveries, 
And uh, yes, the staff will be going back to the pool in the library. So uh, people will need to go back to the health centre to pick up their prescription. But of course, with your mask. Indeed. Um, This is a a thing that has changed from last time because councils were very much on the ground and the the frontline force when it came to welfare in our community. This time round, uh, as you said uh, a fortnight ago when we interviewed you, very much more a a conduit of information uh, for the likes of the Ministry of Social Development to manage welfare in the community. Uh, How's that gone in comparison to last time? Because last time was very sort of ad hoc and responsive well yes and I I guess it's a bit of a beef of mine this time round about the way that again government says we know best and they've just uh, MSD Ministry of Social Development decided that they would manage the food requests and uh, what we've seen with that is that we've had less engagement with people. There's no one knocking at the door having purchased the groceries like we did last time for people or the food bank team turning up with a parcel. And not only are we making sure they have healthy food, it's also somebody saying, and by the way, how are you? You know, is everything okay? And for many many people that our team have knocked on the door, they've, they've often said that for older people, that's the only face they've seen for some time. So, And we are hearing on our welfare agency meetings that mental health concerns and through the police, mental health is of concern this time. And I suspect the way that we've delivered our welfare this time is contributing to it. Fair enough. Uh, Making more positive uh, headlines this time round, though, is the uh, vaccination drive-through. This this huge vaccination uh, facility in the form of Manfield where people could drive through. Uh, A lot of people outside Manawatu in the early days of that were making use of it. But uh, obviously that is now for Manawatu residents with a booking. How's the vaccination numbers looking? Oh, look, the the community, this is full credit to everybody that's been involved, the health centre, the council, the traffic management team and iwi. Iwi have done the weekend shifts. Um, It's just been one huge effort. Over 15,000 vaccinations have been done in total. Uh, 6,000 of those were done at the drive-through at Manfield. And uh, from Monday the 13th of September, uh, all those vaccinations will now be done at the Fielding Health Centre However, they've told me that they're still planning to do a couple of drive-through events in at Manfield in October. So I suspect this will be people coming round for their second jab. And um, so, you know, what a fantastic initiative! First in New Zealand to do it. Um, you know, I just think again, this is a this is how our community pulls together when we need to. So very, very proud of everybody involved. And uh, with the the community, uh, they're going to need to pull together even more in level two, particularly uh, as we move into level two on Wednesday and, and schools and Kura on on Thursday. Uh, supporting local is going to be vital for some of the businesses that are really hurting right now. Oh, absolutely. I can't stress this enough. Look, please think about your local businesses, um, particularly the little guys. It's really, really tough for them. And, you know, um, I've been in and had a coffee, contactless coffee, just to try and support those businesses. And like they say, even with a little bit of sales that they've got, it's not really enough to be profitable, but they just want to be out there. They want to support the community too. So I just urge everybody, please, when you're out there doing your shopping again, support our local businesses.
Is the are the restrictions in level two? Obviously, the, the numbers of uh, fifty for uh, indoor and a hundred for outdoor. Do you see that being a problem for for some of the the fielding uh, businesses? Uh, possibly not in our hospitality sector. It may be for our bars um, and some of our bigger restaurants, but. You know, it, at least it's a step forward. It's a way everybody to get back into work and socialise. And, you know, I can't stress enough uh, mental health, just everybody feeling better, getting together and having a laugh. Uh, I think that's the absolute key to this. But this is about the profitability of our businesses going forward. And, um, you know, and there will be a number hurting. And I won't. I wouldn't be surprised to see some of our little guys just say, no, can't do this second time round. And uh, so we need to give them that support, and we will. What's the the situation going to be with some of the council-run facilities? I'm thinking particularly of Makino. Uh, yes, they're back in. They're back on deck at the library and the pool on Thursday. Uh, so yes, they have all the restrictions put in place. They've learnt from last time, uh, so they have to follow the rules as well. But again, it's about making those services open to the community and trying to get people to feel as much as possible we're back to some sort of normal. Swimming with a face mask? <laughs> uh, that's a difficult one. Yes, I, I get that one. But I guess uh, you're out in the fresh air. Uh, you, as long as you're a couple of metres apart doing your lengths or whatever you're doing, uh, I'm sure our team have got that under control. Fair enough. Uh, we are here with Mayor Helen Warboys from Manawatu District Council on the catch-up, looking at what is uh, currently happening at the council. If you'd like to listen to this or previous editions of the catch-up series, just head to the website, npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch-up. Uh, let's look at some non-COVID things, Helen, because uh, BAU, business as usual, has been continuing throughout uh, Level 4 and Level 3. Uh, I understand that uh, a topic we've 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 discussed at length on the catch up the three waters proposed reforms uh, you've sent out community information and engagement packs and you're looking for the community's feedback uh, yes we are even though the government has said we don't need to do that consultation at the moment and uh, they'll make a decision in October. We've had so many requests from people and other councils around the country are saying these assets belong to our ratepayers, to our residents, so we owe it to them to share the information, what's going on, what's council's thoughts, and I've had heaps of emails and phone calls from people asking exactly that. So we made a decision that we would do some engagement with our community, let them know why why this is on the table, what it's all about, what does it look like for us, and we're also putting in we've put in a feedback form so that people can read the information we've sent out and then tell us what they think. So whether they support the reform or not, but more importantly, why they do or don't. And uh, we've got till the first of October to go back to the government with our feedback and we want to make sure that uh, the concerns that we have are also what are shared by our community plus anything else that uh, comes along with that feedback. So yes, uh, the last couple of days in the mailbox, if you haven't got it yet and live in the Manawatu district, it is coming. Every resident has been posted out an information pack 
and a feedback form. So really, really keen to get your thoughts. Please have a read. There's more information on the website links that are in that information and get that form back to us as soon as you can to have your say. How easy was it to do that, though? Because I think every time we've discussed this, you've said there's there's more questions than answers. How can you inform the community when you don't have, well, I, I, I must stress, in your opinion, uh, you don't have all the information? Um, well, yeah, that's right. There's a, there's a whole lot of questions, and that's what we've sent out. We've said this is why the government say we need this reform. This is how the government says it's going to be rolled out according to what we know now. But we've also said, so what are the considerations for Manawatu District of um, of this reform? What are our concerns? So we've, we've spelled those out. There's about a dozen of key ones of those um, about what our concerns are. So the, the community's been saying, what does council think about this? And saying, but also we want to have a say in absolutely these assets belong to our community and what happens in the future affects us all. So, it, you know, we've also put out the uh, the dashboard with all of the information, financial information about what this will look like. But I have to say more for Manawatu District, our infrastructure is in a good space uh, our concerns are more around growth projects. How are, how is this going to work under the reform when we don't have direct control of our three waters infrastructure? So, have you made it clear what council's stance is current or opinion is currently around this? Are you telling people that you don't want to do it? Uh, we're saying to people at the moment, with the information we know, we cannot see the benefit of joining up with the reform process. Um, But we've also pointed out that the government has yet to put a formal final uh, proposal back to councils. Um, But we're really keen, you know, we've sent a letter to the minister. We've said these are our concerns. At the moment, we can't see the benefit for handing over our assets and our debt. Uh, We have some serious concerns around some key issues. Uh, The other one that's just popped up, which is interesting, there's been some media coverage about the Scottish model. Now, this is the model that our government is using to roll out in New Zealand. There's been lots of media um, articles about the problems that this reform in Scotland's having with sewage leaking into rivers, um, into waterways, etc. I think it was something like 40% Um, more problems than they've had previously. So it is a big issue in Scotland. And we're saying to the government, hang on a minute, we do not want to be like that in a few years' time when this reform shows that it doesn't actually work, that one size doesn't fit all. The other concern we've got around is around our community water schemes. Uh, these These are passionately managed by communities. Yes, they need some work to bring them up to standard, totally accept that, But we're saying to the government, you know, why such a drastic reform? And, in fact, uh, my letter to the minister has said, what about doing it like we do for roading, that the government gives a 50-50 subsidy to councils with the new standards, uh, and we work together in this to bring it up to speed, but the community still stays in charge of its own assets. Fair enough. Uh, One of the rare, rare occasions where we don't want to be like Scotland. Uh, Just a quick uh, (laughs) reminder then of the timeline. People are going to get these packs. When do they need to get the information to you so that you can then send the feedback to the government? 
Uh, we need these back by the 27th of September, so it's not that far away because we only have till the 30th of September to get information back to the government. So we've, we know what our key concerns are. We've prepared information, but what we want to do is add the numbers and some of the, the points that we may not have picked up on, we want to add that to the document and get it to the government by the 1st of October. So you can we've, we've got a, a reply paid envelope in the packs, or you can drop them in, or you can go online and fill in the feedback form. So uh, we just encourage everybody to, to have a say. This, these are your assets. Very good. Uh, let's move on to something else, Helen. Um, gambling venues policy. The, the gambling venues are always a contentious issue in the community. Obviously, there's a community fundraising component. There's also a, a gambling addiction and, and harm component. Uh, and you've adopted a policy around gambling venues. Uh, we've just reviewed our policy that we had. Um, back in 2018, we reduced the number. We made a decision to reduce the number of gambling machines from 105 to 90, and uh, so and and then there is a process where you have to review your policy again. We had a look at it and we've decided that we're comfortable with where it was last time. Our policy allows for 90 machines. Currently, we have four venues in the Manawatu district with a total of 81 machines. So we were comfortable to roll that over. However, the report that our staff brought to us did did highlight a concern, and we've asked for more information. And this is that the number of Manawatu district residents who seek help for problem gambling is higher than the national average, and than our than our neighbours. And so we are concerned about that. But remember, there's all sorts of gambling. There's online gambling. You know, there's buying your lotto tickets, etc. So it's not just about the gambling machines that council um, has the um, authority to look over. So, you know, we are concerned about that and and it's about the well-being of our people. So we've asked, can they please go back, give us some data about what does that look like, what support's being offered and is there anything more that council needs to do? Are, are you aware of the, I'll say, state of the, the, the current outlets in Manawatu? You said there are four. Um, you know, across the country, there will be un, unscrupulous venues uh, that don't, provide the, the necessary support, don't keep an eye on, on the, the patrons and make sure they're not spending all their money. Uh, and there are other very good providers of gambling venues that do everything by the book, make sure all the information is displayed on how to tackle gambling harm and addiction. Uh, are our venues behaving appropriately? Absolutely, yes. And they get um, visits from our team to make sure that they're following the rules, making sure they have the right signage up, um, that their gambling machines are out of sight from the rest of, from the rest of the clients in the venue. So, but it's also about um, are, our, are our welfare agencies able to cope with the demand? And when we saw that our, you know, our gambling problem here is higher than the national average, that set off a few alarm bells about mm, we need to look into this a bit more. Um, but but from a policy point of view with the gambling uh, machines, we're happy to leave it where it is. Uh, do you think that by publicising that there are 81 machines in the district with a cap of 90, uh, are you concerned that people might have not realised that and, and buy an extra nine? <laughs> well, it's not as simple as just buying an extra nine. They have to apply for it. They have to um, show that they meet all of the legal requirements around that. Uh, so there is a process to do that. And the reason we've we've gone down from 90 to 81 is that the Rangitiki Club closed down in that period. 
Um, so there's been uh, so there's less machines there. So there is a process to go through. But on the flip side of this, um, our community, and like all communities in the country, have access to funds that have been raised through gambling for community projects. And I know in my previous life at Fielding Promotion, we accessed this money, you know, um, I would say probably, you know, over a million dollars over the years I was there that we raised through uh, the profits from these um, trusts that run these uh, gambling machines. So, you know, there is a there is a positive side to it as well. So it's about trying to find a balance. Indeed. And of course, uh, lottery, no different there either. The funds coming back into the community as well. Oh, absolutely. And, we, you know, we tap into those wherever we can to, to support community well-being. So, you know, it's it's a really hard one. Some ha- some people have some hard and fast views that we shouldn't have it at all and others see it um, as a, provided that gambling is, a, is an entertainment and provided that it doesn't turn into a problem or an addiction, which it does for some people, that we, that we should permit it. So it's about trying to find that happy balance and, and we're quite comfortable with where we're at in adopting the previous policy. Do you have any early uh, gut instinct or feeling as to why the, the, the rate of gambling harm and addiction in Manawatu is higher than the national average? No idea, and that's what we need to see the data. You know, in particular, what I'm interested in is: is it online? Is it purchasing lotto tickets, etc.? You know, there's so many other ways that people can gamble outside of these um, gaming machines. So, um, I'm really keen to see the data, as are the councillors, and uh, we'll have a look at that and see if there's anything we can do about it. But it is of concern. Very good. We are here with Mayor Helen Warboys on the catch up. Uh, we've got about five minutes left. Helen, let's have a look. You've you've made some uh, discoveries with regards to uh, the faith based community of Manawatu. Uh, yes, this has been a re- really nice project um, to, for council to be involved in. As uh, listeners will know, we put together a new community development strategy, and out of that came um, some actions. And uh, one of them that we've picked up on uh, and prioritised is the work that our faith communities do in our community. And uh, so we uh, put out a survey to all of the uh, churches and faith communities in our district and asked them to give us feedback about um, who they are, what services they provide and how they support our community. And it was just fantastic. We didn't get uh, feedback from all of our faith community groups, but the majority of them. And it's look, it's so heartening when you go through. Sure, they provide places for people uh, to, to gather and worship, but when you look through what else they do, it is just outstanding. And a lot of it is behind the scenes and people don't see you know, they, they, the faith community have uh, buildings which they open up for groups to use. They have volunteers that help with the, the Cactus Youth Program. They run coffee chats. Uh, they provide meals for people, the food banks, uh, preschool music. They have gardens, etc. And, you know, they're just genuinely, genuinely passionate about the well-being of the people in our community. And, uh, you know, we're so uh, blown away by by the information that's come back, we've we've decided that we're going to put together a bit of a promotional plan, a campaign, and promote the work that our communities do, faith communities do, and make sure that all of that information is readily available on a website. 
Cool. I mean, I, I guess yeah, it's one of these instances where you go, you know, this is the fabric of the community. Without this uh, support, uh, Manawatu would be quite a different place. Oh, absolutely. Look, you know, since 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 man's invention, the uh, religion in our churches, you know, I guess you can look around the world and go, yes, religion also causes a lot of problems, but um, our faith communities, um, particularly here in New Zealand, do an outstanding job, and uh, you know, and they they welcome anybody. It's not about um, belonging to any particular faith or not. Their doors are open, and they willingly do this work in the community. And like I've said. You know, often behind closed doors, they're just doing good good things, and uh, it's time that we recognised uh, and showed our appreciation. Is is this uh, an effort to bring this work up alongside to maybe the, the same level that our not for profit and non faith based communities uh, do work as well, and get everyone a level playing field? Oh, absolutely! I, you know, I'm really passionate about. Volunteers, communities are only as good as the, the people that give their time and effort and make contribution to the community. So, however, we can recognise these people and get everybody working together, uh, which we do, and I think uh, Manawatu District does this particularly well. Um, but there's always opportunities to um, just make sure that everybody else in the community understands what is available, uh, where they can get help, but also how they can support. Because it does people's mental well-being incredibly well. If you can join a, an organisation or a faith community and get involved in some of the great work that they do, it makes you feel good about yourself and the contribution that you're making to the community. Marvellous. Uh, Mayor Helen Warboys, thank you for joining us on the catch-up this morning. Let's just go back to that Three Waters uh, information again, just the, the, the deadline for the, the feedback. Uh, yes, check your mailbox for the information pack, and we need that feedback, please, by the 27th of September. Marvellous, and you can do that online using the form in the information pack. I suppose you could even phone up if necessary. Absolutely, yes. Uh, very keen to talk. And if people have got more questions, then just give me a buzz, email or give me a call and happy to talk about it. Mayor Helen Warboys, thank you for joining us on the catch-up this morning. Thanks, Fraser. Have a great day. Uh, yes, there we go. Mayor Helen Warboys joining us on the catch-up this morning. Uh, hope you're all ready to get into level two tomorrow. Uh, everyone apart from Tamaki Makoro, of course. Um, we heart goes out to them. We'll be back tomorrow at half past eight with another edition of the catch-up. Make sure you join us then. Bye for now. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.